0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the 3304 Sports Podcast. Colby R. joined alongside by Abby Nielsen. As we are back here again for the pick series, week eight. uh, Really, really fun week. And I would be remiss to not give you a big old shout out because I believe this is the first. If not, I believe it's probably the most I have had a deficit in this series yet. Uh, You have now taken the lead sweeping me last week. I believe that's also the first, if not maybe the second time I've been swept uh in picks possibly unwashed uh I don't know I guess we'll see but really really solid week and you're continuing a really great run of form
1: yeah college football uh was really good for me last week especially the only one and all of us missed it was that I missed yeah. was Ole Miss um and I think I was very surprised by that personally I really thought Ole Miss was going to win that game but hey props to LSU right and then, of course, Chargers, you know, that was a hard one. We all went with Chargers. Um, Seahawks out the win there. And then Miami mm. did beat the Steelers. Tua played well.
0: Yeah, I mean, all that happened. I will say, I remember mentioning during that recording that LSU could possibly be a trap game, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. So that is really the game I regret outside of that. I still find it hard. I mean, if if you look at the games I lost last week, right, Kansas State lost because they lost both of their starting quarterbacks during the game and didn't score a single point in the second half. Um, Texas kind of blew their lead, if I remember right. Miami just got blown out at the end, and then what? The other ones, the Colts and Matt Ryan threw a pick six. That was hard. It's not like you know. I picked up. Ryan pick. got
1: benched. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I He's trust benched. me. I I,
0: I I know my team.
1: <laughs> I saw. I'm. I was surprised I'm, he got benched. I mean. Not what I would have expected, I guess, coming into the, the NFL season. You know what? The
0: broke take is that Matt Ryan got benched. The woke take is that Sam, uh, that uh, Matthew McConaughey is now a Colt. So, big shout out, Matt, uh, Matt McConaughey. You know, big supporter, Sam Ellinger, Texas. Uh, I'm not gonna say uh, the catchphrase because you know Texas fans are not gonna get me to say that right now. With that being said, though, let's go ahead here. Week eight, uh, you and I talked before. It is not, though, it, like the games look good. I would say that it's not the most complicated week to pick. There are good games. There's definitely good games to watch, but I, I feel that we were pretty similar throughout this whole way, uh, as you guys will very see very going on. Yeah, very, very similar. I mean, you and I talked about it. We only have one difference unless one of us has, like, a very last second change. Um, But with that being said, let's go ahead and go into the first matchup, a matchup that should look good, a matchup that is really good on paper, as it is Ohio State taking the trip uh, to Pennsylvania to take on the Nittany Lions.
1: Yeah, I mean, then you look at all the games we have this week, and I think a lot of them, you know, aren't that interesting of matchups, but this is a matchup I'm really excited for. You know, it's always good when you have an Ohio State-Michigan, a Penn State-Michigan, an Ohio State-Penn State, as we have this week. Any combination of those three teams, I always love it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's in Beaver Stadium. It's, you know, it's at Penn State this year, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. I still think Ohio State comes out with a win here. I personally think Ohio State is the best team in football. Um, I know they're ranked number two. I think they should be ranked number one right now. Penn State, I think, is a fantastic team. But here's the thing is I'm not going to go against the team that I think is number one. You know, and it's nothing to say that Penn State's a bad team. They're fantastic. I just think Ohio State's better. Um, But I I am very excited to watch this game this week. And I think Ohio State uh, keeps their perfect record here.
0: Uh, Well, I'm right there with you. I think uh, Penn State is okay. Um, I kind of feel about that Penn State team as I have for a bit. Like, they've got decent enough talent, but ultimately, I don't think it's competitive enough for a team like Ohio State. And it wasn't competitive enough last year to uh, uh, compete with Michigan either. Uh, This is a team that we saw go to Ann Arbor and get absolutely rocked. And I'm not that big on Michigan this year. I think they're okay, but I think that four spots overrated for them. Uh, You and I are in the exact same boat on Ohio State. I think they're the best team in the nation. So kind of like you, I'm not going to pick against what I think is the best team in the nation. And Ohio State is a way better offense than uh, Michigan has. So if they got blown out on Arbor, I think it may be closer just because it's in uh, their at their home stadium. But yeah, Ohio State all. Next up, though, really fun matchup in the big twelve. Baylor getting a bit of a rebound win against Kansas last week are going to be going ahead and taking that trip down to Lubbock to play Texas Tech, who are still undefeated at home.
1: So this is an interesting matchup here for me. I don't think either team is a stellar team. You know, they both have th- four and three records, both two and two in conference play. um, funny enough. And, I think what makes this game interesting to me is you look at both teams and in the past three weeks, both have two losses, but then with this most recent week, uh, both coming off wins against, you know, other teams within their conference, um, I picked Texas Tech here and part of the reason for that is looking at the matchups over the past two weeks, both Baylor and Texas Tech played West Virginia, Baylor lost by three. Texas Tech won by 38. That was not even close between these two teams. You know, it's not like, oh, one lost by three and the other one only won by three. Baylor lost to West Virginia and Texas Tech completely blew out West Virginia. So just based on those two recent games, I mean, it just makes sense to pick Texas Tech over Baylor.
0: I mean, I I think you have to be a little bit fair here in this in this sense that Morgantown, uh Baylor took the trip to Morgantown to lose by three, and Texas Tech stayed at home, uh, you know, in Domine, West Virginia and Lubbock. Um, but I, I do ultimately have to agree with you here, and I'm not basing it off the West Virginia performance, more as I'm basing it off of Texas Tech's performance at home. Uh, I really like the Baylor team. Um And I think that this is possible that we're both going to be wrong on this, but I can't pick against a team that's not only undefeated at home, but has also played one of the roughest schedules to start this season. The fact that they played ranked teams for five weeks in a row is really hard, and they played a lot of them well, Uh, only losing by nine to Kansas State in Manhattan, only losing by 10 against Oklahoma State in Stillwater, uh, only losing by 13 against NC State with Devin Leary. in Raleigh. So I think they're all really good performances for the Red Raiders. I think the Red Raiders are probably a little bit uh, underrated. It's a team that I could see finishing top 25 at the end of the season. So I have to go with the home side and continue to be undefeated in Lubbock. So next up here, a, a matchup that originally, it, it seems like uh, uh, they were alluding to on college game day that they would go here but they have instead went somewhere else. It is a pretty big matchup, though. Uh, Cincinnati taking the trip to play uh, Central Florida.
1: Yeah, you know, UCF's a good team. Cincinnati, I think, is a better team. Um, Looking at their past couple of games, UCF did have a rough loss um, last week against East Carolina. Cincinnati coming off quite a few wins in a row. Now, this game is in... um, it's a home game for UCF, you know, send that Orlando heat. It is going to be 81 degrees. Uh, at least that's what the forecast says right now. But where I'm, where I'm very interested here is I just think the defense of Cincinnati matches up a lot better against UCF than the other way around. I do think UCF does have a better offense. Um, I will go out and say that. But I just think the difference in defenses between the two teams teams versus the difference in offenses between the two teams, I think it swings the way of Cincinnati. Uh,
0: I am also going with the Bearcats here. I'm really surprised that matchup predictor has this uh, at 60% favor for UCF. I
1: was surprised by that too.
0: Yeah, that was a bit surprising. The spread is a lot more of what I would have thought that, you know, the spread is in favor of UCF, but it's not by much, meaning that, you know, Vegas is probably more pushing for Cincinnati. Um, ultimately, this is one where I did see that over the past few times, these teams have played in recent years, Cincinnati's beat the is on a three game winning streak. But this is more of one where I've looked at uh, performances this season, Abby, and if you look at it, UCF, not horrible loss to um, Malik Cunningham led Louisville, but they did lose at home by six to Louisville, a team that's really struggled to get off the ground the ACC. and then on top of that, they also just lost this past week um, in pretty poor fashion to East Carolina. Not that East Carolina is a bad team per se, but it's you know not a team that I would really be putting over Cincinnati. And on top of that, though, UCF's offense is pretty good. It's really led by Reese Plumlee as he is the leading, uh, you know, player for them at the passing because he's their starting quarterback, but he's also the leading rusher. So I think that that's something that Cincinnati is going to be good enough to be able to isolate. So give me the Bearcats. Uh, They're good enough. I think they'll continue to push up uh, that ranked board. On top of that, though, we'll continue with ranked teams uh, going away here as TCU is taking a trip to Morgantown to go ahead and play West Virginia.
1: I think this is going to be a blowout for TCU to be totally honest. I mean, TCU is number seven in the nation. They're seven and oh, and West Virginia has a losing record. It's not like they're, oh, six and one, you know, five and two. No, they have a losing record. They're three and four. Like, I don't think this game's even going to be close. West Virginia is not a very good football team, you know, at at the quarterback, JT Daniels, very bad ratio, touchdown interception ratio, 10 to six. And then you look at TCU. Use quarterback max duggan 19 to 1 i mean the numbers speak for themselves tcu is going to win this game and it's i really don't think it's going to be close yes the game's in morgantown but tcu is an exponentially better football team
0: there's been two big games played in morgantown and
1: morgantown is definitely a difference maker
0: but of those two big games that have been played there they barely beat baylor they beat them by three and they lost to Kansas in overtime. Um, you know, there's there's not much to add. I mean, you kind of summarize it best. The fact that this is a TCU team that's on fire. TCU's got incredible players across the board. And West Virginia is on a losing record. N- you know, Morgantown, I could have considered having a factor into this if TCU had lost a game or two, but they haven't. TCU is a team that really has the best chance of, uh, out of the Big 12 to possibly make CFP and they're not going to slow down against the West Virginia side at all so give me the horned frogs here as we're going to continue in the Big 12 in what is a pretty big matchup It's, it's hard to predict this one to be completely honest uh Oklahoma State taking the trip to Manhattan to play Kansas State uh who just came off a loss to TCU um really unfortunate there uh we already mentioned that a little bit at the top of the show but it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top in this game.
1: I've got Oklahoma State. I It really just comes down to I think they're the more talented team. I think, you know, of course, Kansas State has their quarterback situation right now. You know, that's not easy for a team coming into this game. You know, obviously, that's going to play a huge factor in this game and not in a positive way for Kansas State. Um, that's going to lean more towards Oklahoma State. They've been better way better on offense so far for partly for reasons i have just uh mentioned but you know kansas state had a rough week last week yes it's a home game for them but you know it's not like they're as we as we've mentioned a lot today we've mentioned morgantown it's not like they're morgantown you know it's not like they're tuscaloosa it's manhattan kansas it's it's not like it's one of the most threatening environments to plan and oklahoma state is a great team I mean they're number nine in the nation for a reason right so I I do think they continue their um winning streak of course winning streak with the exception of TCU but I think they continue to get some wins here
0: now I'm not just saying this because I follow Kansas State but I could see this game going in favor of the Wildcats uh I will go ahead and let you know that I've actually been monitoring the situation as well Abby and it does seem like Adrian Martinez is set to play this week. Um, I've seen nothing about an injury uh status. I've only seen active shown on ESPN. Only the most recent news is that he's uh, a finalist for the academic Heisman. Um but That's good. Also,
1: yeah, like, no, it's, hey, it's good. Heisman, not Yeah, yeah.
0: And what I'll also say is I do think this game is going to be very close. Um, however, I do have the Cowboys coming out on top here. Um, I think. For Kansas State, losing, uh, you know, this this game against TCU and kind of struggling recently isn't the best for the Cats. Uh, but particularly on top of that, this series has been pretty close while Kleiman's been in charge of Kansas State. But Oklahoma State has won the last three matchups that these sides have had against one another. And with Oklahoma State coming in pretty healthy and having a really solid um, win against Texas and Stillwater, I don't think they're going to lose that momentum. Uh, in Manhattan unfortunately but we'll see following that though a matchup that is a little bit sad in all honesty because these are two programs one that you expected to do better but one more importantly that just couldn't get the job done last week it's Syracuse staying at home to play Notre Dame I really wish Syracuse would be Clemson but this is going to be a matchup where I think we're both going to be in the same boat
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think you also have to consider Clemson was at home for that game. Who knows how that game would have went had that game been at Syracuse? There could have been a very different outcome there. True, uh, But regardless, right, what happened, happened. And but I don't think that really changes much about the talent of the Syracuse team. They're a fantastic team. You know, it's very unfortunate. We're not going to get another Clemson Syracuse game this year because they're on Mm -hmm. the same side of the ACC. Um, But yeah, I just think Syracuse is a, they're a great team and I don't want that loss to Clemson to take away from that. And Notre Dame's not very good this year. Yeah, they're all right. They're four and three. think they're going to be four and four after this game. You know, it's a home game for Syracuse and they've looked really solid in their past few games. I mean, they only lost to Clemson by six. You know, I hear people talking about this game and they're acting like Syracuse got blown out by Clemson. Yeah, they, you know, they blew a lead but they, it's not like it was a blowout. They only lost by six. That's a one-score game. Um, and I don't want to take away from the talent that the Syracuse team has. So I, I absolutely think they're going to win this game. If they don't, that's very concerning.
0: I mean, you, you have to put this in mind,
1: right? First of all, the spread had Clemson
0: favored by multiple scores. By
1: 14. It was yeah. by 14, I believe, right? 14 Yeah, yeah backs, exactly backs, No, you're,
0: like you're, that. You, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're dead on. And Syracuse only lost by six. So Syracuse completely... Uh, you know, broke expectations, but on top of that, you need to consider this as well. Um, it's the sense that Clemson, I believe that was their 39th win in a row at home. I believe that's what it was reported on ESPN or whatnot. So, Clemson,
1: something like that, something in the high 90s. Yeah. Yep. It's basically,
0: you know, end of the day, Clemson's basically unbeatable right now in South Carolina. So When you look at this matchup, honestly, most of the reason this matchup is here is because it's Notre Dame and Syracuse, and Syracuse is ranked. Notre Dame is a big name, whether they should be or not. Um, But it comes down to this for me, Abby. Notre Dame lost to Stanford. I'm taking Syracuse. A team that lost to Stanford and almost lost to California does not get any respect from me. I do not care that they beat BYU. Give me Syracuse. This should be an utter blowout.
1: Well, BYU hasn't been great though, even have they? Didn't they did they lose? No. Did they they, beat they're us? unranked lost to Liberty, them. didn't they?
0: Yeah, they lost recently. They, they lost them. to Notre Dame and then they lost to um Liberty last year. Yeah. Week. I think they're 500, but so I don't think there's anything against BYU. BYUs played a rough schedule to be compared to one. But yeah, true. It's um, Syracuse all the way here. No, no doubt about it. Um Next up in a game that I think is pretty interesting in the SEC, a game that I think is going to be a little bit overlooked for a bigger matchup. It's going to be Ole Miss taking the trip down to Texas to play A&M.
1: Yeah. And I think part of the reason that this game is so interesting is because of last week, you know, LSU, we talked about it earlier, did come in and beat Ole Miss. I shouldn't say come in and beat Ole Miss because it was in Death Valley, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't. Think Ole Miss is going to lose to Texas A&M? Texas A&M just isn't very good, and they've lost three in a row. Like, yes, Texas A&M is three and four, but here's the thing: they've lost three of their mo- most recent games. They're not really on a positive trajectory here. You know, it's not like they lost four and then won three. It's the other way around here, and I just think, I mean, Ole Miss, their offense is so much better than Texas a So it's not even close. Like the you know the running backs like 12 touchdowns to four for the top scores and now both quarterbacks are kind of having a pick problem this year but I just don't see Ole Miss losing this game and especially two games in a row to unranked teams that would be really embarrassing they're not going to want to lose this game this is a must win game for Ole Miss
0: yeah, this is a big game for either side, um, mostly, you know, as a has very much struggled the season after having a really good year last year. Um, and on top of that, you know, a has been able to get a couple wins at home, but still um, losing some of the games that they have recently. They're currently on a three-game losing streak is not great. Um, so this could possibly be a must-win for Jimbo. Um, but I'm going to go Ole Miss's way, mostly because Ole Miss is just the better team. They have just as stout, if not a more stout defense than A&M, and their offense is leagues better. a um, and offense is just bad, so bad. Um, so I'm I'm going to have to go in Ole Miss's favor. I don't think Kiffin loses two weeks in a row, uh, as you mentioned as well, which we'll set up for. Sadly, a little bit less important now, as I mentioned last week, but a still all-important matchup of Bama versus Ole Miss in a possible uh, knocking Bama out of the SEC championship game, uh, which is a lot less unlikely now, the fact that Ole Miss lost. But I, I-, I guess we'll see. Both teams are now on one loss in the SEC. Um, but yeah, give me Ole Miss. I just don't like this A&M side. I mean, they lost to South Carolina. And I know South Carolina's top 25, but they aren't that great. I mean, literally, their they're starting quarterback has more interceptions than touchdowns. They're, they're
1: 25th, right? Yeah. So I mean, they barely got into that top 25.
0: They're barely top 25, though. You know, big shout out to Shane Beamer. The fact that he's been able to do this in, what, two, three years is pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, their team's not great. I mean, if you look at some of the recent – I know it's slightly off track, but if you look at the most recent wins for South Carolina, they barely beat A&M, and m and a not that good this year. And then they beat Kentucky by 10 at their own home, which you would think is impressive, but they were without their starting quarterback, Levis, And Levis is just about everything for Kentucky. So I'm not as impressed as other people are. But this is a good segue, though, into the game where people are going to be focusing more on. As Kentucky is taking the trip to Tennessee to go ahead and play the Volunteers, uh, the second highest rated team in the SEC over Bama, number three team in the nation, uh, have been on a roll. And are you thinking that Tennessee is going to continue that roll against the Cats?
1: You got a 7-0 Tennessee team, partly coming off a win against Alabama at home. Yeah, they're going to win this game. It's not even going <laughs> to be close. Like, I'm sorry, but come on. Tennessee's winning this game. I <laughs> Look at this Tennessee team. They're so good. Look at Kentucky's last couple games. They've only won one of their last three. You know what Tennessee did in their last three games? They beat Alabama and LSU. Tennessee's winning this game.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't have much argument with it. Uh, sure, Kentucky has decent players. I like Levis. I like their running back, Rodriguez, but their defense is susceptible, Um, and they're taking the trip to Tennessee uh, in what is – the last big matchup in Tennessee this season because the only other game that they play at home is against Missouri, and Missouri's pathetic. So home crowd's going to come out. This is a 12-point spread for a reason. Tennessee, I think, is going to make an example of Kentucky to have Kirby Smart shaking in his boots next week in what is going to be the biggest SEC matchup of the season now when Tennessee takes the trip to Georgia. Now, following that, we have one more game on the college football slate before we move into the NFL, Uh, the big game in the ACC, but ultimately you and I have talked about it. The Coastal is just kind of weak, but it is the best team in the Coastal we're talking about here right now, UNC, as they're going to stay at home to take on Keaton Slovis in the Pitt Panthers.
1: Yeah, so looking at this game, you know, as you just mentioned, the ACC Coastal is not very good. You know, they're the weaker side of the ACC, no question especially when the other side has Clemson, Syracuse, Wake Forest, NC State, you know, all on the same side, Florida, yeah.
0: State.
1: Florida State. Yeah. Just, this is a really, the, the ACC is so lopsided, <laughs> but you know, besides the point looking at UNC and Pitt, I do think these are the top two teams in the ACC coastal, but like, that's not, you know, that's not saying much because I do think UNC is so far ahead of Pitt Um Pitt has not been playing well UNC obviously their offense has been incredible Pitt did lose two out of their last three games um with their only win coming against Virginia Tech who yeah. is arguably the worst team in the ACC maybe only better than Virginia so awesome. I Pit team is not impressive to me um but North Carolina is and that's why I got North Carolina winning I I don't think, I mean, it could be a close game, but like, it's also at UNC. I I just don't see Pitt winning this game. I don't think there's any way they can win this game.
0: I'll toss this up and uh, you can think about it if you want, see if you agree. I definitely don't think Pitt's the second best in the Coastal. I think it's Duke. Uh, Duke only losing. Definitely
1: Pitt. could be argued. Yeah, for sure.
0: I, like, I would 100% stake that Duke's better. Uh, Duke plays Pitt. I would if we call, if we talk about that game i would have they, duke they do all play
1: right? them it's uh, november 19th they'll yeah, play yeah, yeah. so definitely an exciting matchup to talk about for sure I would,
0: I would have duke all the way i mean if you literally look at their acc losses. i would losses, probably pick duke too to be honest i mean yeah but if you look at those losses though they lost by 3 at home to north carolina and then they lost by 3 away from home in overtime against georgia tech who were coming off a win against unc losing their head coach the week prior a couple weeks prior etc i digress though Um, Pitt is bad. This is UNC win. I don't have to. I was mostly talking about Duke. This game is not much to talk about for me. Pitt just lost to Louisville on their backup quarterback. If UNC doesn't win this, fire back round. Period. Um, Actually, well, Cunningham was in, but still, don't care. Give me me UNC. All the way. Pitt's just not good. Um, With that in mind, uh, go ahead and move on to the NFL. We are fully in step with each other this week as we do not have a single disagreement in college football, which is going to spell the worst somewhere because there's no way we're going to be fully correct there. But we have one extra game in the NFL this week. Normally, we have one extra game, uh, uh, at least in favor of college football. We have seven games in the NFL, nine in college football. We normally have 11 and five Without most weeks have been. I digress, though. It's a decent week for the NFL. Uh, some games where we could definitely see things going either way. Uh, it's honestly starting even with this one. Vikings coming off the bye, who are going to be playing at home against the Cardinals, who just came off a big Thursday night win against the Saints.
1: All right. I want to point something out to you about this game. Ooh. First off, I'm going to give you my pick. Um, the Vikings are a really good team. I mean, they're 5-1, and one, and I kind of forget about them, to be totally honest with you. I was really <laughs> high on them coming into Ooh. the season. And then, the, you know, they had a bad loss earlier on, whatever but the, I'm going to give you the main reason that the Vikings are going to win this game and <laughs> I'm sorry. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is being Whoa. released tomorrow, October Whoa. 28th. Come on. You know, Kyler Murray is going to be playing more Call of Duty than football. Let's be you honest. know what? That's fair. Kyler Murray never plays well after Call of Duty is released. You know what? That's fair. Like, Yes, I think the Vikings would win anyway, but I think Kyler Murray is going to have a terrible weekend. And like, I I know this kind of seems like a joking reason, but like, I'm being dead serious. Like, Uh, statistics, big events, and when when there's like big Call of Duty tournaments or events or stuff, Kyler Murray always plays worse around those events. New game coming out on uh, today, we're filming this on October 27th. Yeah. Um. The game's coming out tomorrow, Friday, October twenty eighth. Come on, Kyler Murray's not going to play. Well, Vikings are going to win this game.
0: <laughs> uh, so you're saying if this is on Thursday night, you'd consider it more?
1: No, because he'd be very excited for the release of the game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he but then he'd want to play, to play
1: it better to where has. that he could actually play the game. <laughs> I still, I still think Vikings would win regardless. But sure. I mean. I, Statistically, you, you got to look at the statistics. I don't have them up. Kyler Murray always plays worse around big Call of Duty events.
0: Oh, I know that. I know that's a really interesting statistic. I know I've seen that before, and this is a great shout, to be fair. Um, I'll also mention I, know I, I noticed something recently because uh, Dan Steinbach was talking about it somewhere. Um, but I think there was something where it's like Michigan State the week after Drake drops an album are undefeated. Or something like that. And uh now, you know, they're one want- I think he was wanting it like pushed back a week or so so they can have it for the Michigan game. But I digress. Uh I'm going Vikings here all the way. Vikings are just a better team. Uh I say this every time and I feel like it always fails. This should on paper. It'd be a high scoring match. But the Vikings are oh, just
1: not gonna play well, so who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, if Murray's not going to play well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not going to be. But I, I, I think that uh, Vikings coming out the bye are going to be really energetic and boring to go at home. Uh, I don't think Cardinals have much of a chance, even if Call of Duty wasn't releasing this week. Um, following this, though, what's ultimately really a little bit of a disappointing matchup uh, is going to be really interesting. Saints are going to look to rebound off of their loss on Thursday night football. Still, for some reason, playing Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston but they're going to be hosting the Raiders who just won his last game in a pretty decent fashion against Houston, Texas.
1: I have the Raiders winning this one. And like, this was a hard one for me to pick because I do think the Saints have looked a little better as of recent. Not much better, but a little better. I think they're just happy they're in the NFC South, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anyway. The Raiders are also coming off of a bye. Um, not last week but the week before so you know I think that makes a difference too they are slightly more ro- well rested than the Saints team I mean not much but it's still something right yeah. so I just I don't know I'm not impressed by the Saints this year I'm not by the Raiders either but I think overall talent on the team goes to the Raiders and that's why I'm going to pick them
0: I think the Saints are a little bit banged up, but if you want to know the sad thing about this for me, Abby, I think if Jameis Winston played this week, I would have taken the Saints at all. Um, because I just think Winston's better than Dalton right now. And uh, I, I just think that that kind of rejuvenation in the offense would really mean a lot. But not only are the Saints banged up a bit, but they're still starting uh, the red rifle, and I'm just not a fan of Andy Dalton. Uh, at least not right now uh, particularly after the zona game during two pick sixes and back-to-back drives um, I think Raiders come out on top in this uh, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch for either quarterback because I think Par is going to play well and I think that Dalton is going to be able to at the very least move the ball um, but I think the Raiders with their offense it's just going to kind of overpower the Saints um, it's unfortunate I could see this one being wrong but I think the Raiders are going to get a second win in a row, getting closer to 500, closer to what a lot of people expect them to be, which is a good football team. Next game, though, uh, is going to be the Patriots and the Jets. We were going to talk about the Patriots at one point this year, but uh, that that one got shifted. We are definitely talking about them now because the Jets are on a four-game winning streak, and the Patriots, it's really interesting because they could start either Jones or Zappi, I think it's an interesting situation for, uh, you know, a series that has more recently been in the favor of the Patriots. Uh, Are they going to be able to get to 500 against the Jets?
1: So this one hurts because I do think, you know, statistically on paper, the Jets are going to win this game. It's just a really hard game for me to pick the Patriots in, just given how the teams have played. And I am going to pick the Jets. But I do think—I mean, I think the Patriots could absolutely win this game given their history against the Jets. But you know, we we can't look at history when the teams are matched up like this. Uh, Mac Jones is starting. Uh, I do want to put that out there, which I think is the right decision. Um, I agree. I was never on the Zappy train. I think Zappy's good. But that come on. Like Mac Jones had a great year last year. For a rookie, he had a great year. So it's like you can't just jump ship the second one a quarterback as like one or two all right games. Um but yeah, I mean, and you look at the Jets made a huge move this week. You know, they lose Brees Hall, they get James Robinson. I mean, they filled that gap. James Robinson is a solid running back. It's not like he's bad, like he's good. And the Patriots have struggled with mobile quarterbacks. And I would say Zach Wilson is more on the mobile side. Um, You know, he's not Justin Fields mobile, but he's mobile. And I just think you look at these two teams and especially with, I mean, that the Patriots looked horrible against Chicago and the Patriots are also coming into this game, having less uh, just, you know, they they played on Monday, the Jets played Sunday. So they have less rest coming into this game than the Jets team. Um, it's it's at MetLife. I do think these teams will go probably go one and one this year, but it's hard for me to pick the Patriots here, even though I think they could absolutely win this game because they own the Jets. But I'm not going to use history as my only reason to make a pick here, and I'm not going to use my bias to pick the Patriots here. You know, we all know I'm a Patriots fan, but mm-hmm. we also know how good the Jets have looked and how bad the Patriots have.
0: Now, for me, and I think this is—I I want to see my positives for the Patriots before I pick the Jets, um, because I do think this is going to be a relatively close game. Um, oh, I
1: agree there, yeah.
0: I think that the Patriots Overtime. defense. I wouldn't I think the Pats have a really good defense. Um, they're not really good, but it's a solid defense. It's it's, it's usable.
1: I think we have Matt Judon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's usable. Matt and it's, Judon. That's what we have. It's usable. It's good. And the biggest thing for Judon is, to be fair, that he's coming up against a banged-up O-line in New York. So he sure. could possibly really get to um, Zach Wilson a lot this week. Um, and on top of that, as you mentioned, Brees Hall's now out for the season. And I like Michael Carter. I like James Robinson. But James Robinson probably not going to be fully integrated. So he's probably not going to get a lot of touches this week. And I think that the Pats defense is good enough to stop Michael Carter, which then is going to force Zach Wilson to win this game. In the air attack of the Jets has been not impressive, to say the least. I don't care what people have been saying. The fact that Elijah Morris really found nothing. Uh, I know last week he wasn't playing – uh, he wasn't even at the stadium, but the fact that Elijah Moore's is really getting nothing. And since the first few weeks, Garrett Wilson's really had nothing speaks volumes to me. Um, I'm literally going with the Jets because they are on a four game winning streak. They're red hot and they're at home. That's it. Like, otherwise, if if there was a little bit more confidence from me on the Pats offense, I would go with the Patriots. And it, it literally is like the smallest of margins of how much better their offense would need to be. I'm just not sold enough on uh, Mac Jones still kind of coming off his injury and then getting benched so quickly for Zappy last week after throwing a pick is probably not going to be good for his morale. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Jets here to continue their solid run of four. Following that, though, we are going to take a trip to the AFC South in a game that is also going to be pretty good it's going to be titans taking the trip to uh houston to play the texans who are really hoping to get another win here they're a team that i I, i've said it time and time again they really shouldn't be at the record that they're at but last week was definitely a game that they deserve to lose raiders definitely outplayed them so it's going to be interesting to see uh what how this game turns out this time
1: i mean personally i i am a little surprised at the titans record to be honest because they're not they're four and two, yeah. but they're not really playing like a four and two team. I do think they've had a pretty darn easy schedule, but you know, I think they beat the Texans here. I think the Texans at this point really looking like a number one draft pick team. Um, They just look really bad. Getting there, and, You know, when you have a Titans team that looks really good, you know, they have been playing better. I mean, the Texans, like they're the Texans. I'm sorry. You know, Davis Mills isn't looking very good you know they do have Damian Pierce of course who has been better but you know a running back can't win a team a game so the titans i just think are better on both sides of the ball and i i really i mean it could be a trap game for tennessee you know you never know with these divisional yeah. games you have more i feel like you have more upsets in divisional games than anywhere else but i just i mean it's, it i just don't see houston winning this game they're just not a good team and tennessee's an okay team a solid
0: team even. I mean, I'm I'm fully with you with, you know, the fact that Tennessee probably shouldn't be born to. I mean, look at the teams they beat, right? They beat the Raiders, they beat the Colts twice, and they beat the Commanders. And before you think that I'm dogging on my team here in Indianapolis, I need to mention this. The fact that in both matchups, the Titans have like clearly won the turnover battle, um, they had three uh, three turnovers in the matchup in uh, Lucas Oil, and they had two turnovers, including a pick six last week. It's just the Colts have shot themselves in the foot in those games, and they honestly could have and probably should have won both those games. But Ryan having two turnovers in each matchup did not help in the slightest, um, to put it like. Jonathan
1: light. Taylor sure hasn't helped their team either. Well, to be fair, Taylor hasn't really been giving the a offensive rush line either. is bad though. Yeah, the offensive
0: line Actually, is the. Best.
1: Always, I feel like Colts always had a solid offensive line, but not this year. Oh, no,
0: no, 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 not always. They had a good one uh, like a couple years ago with a lot of the same players, but Braden Smith's been kind of. Eh, I don't mean really.
1: always as of recent. Sorry, I mean like we're talking like or er, like not recent years just like historically been solid historically
0: i would be less sure historically i think it was okay with manning but you know
1: manning had yeah well, none now, fair.
0: Yeah, yeah to be fair we thought manning had what was a possible career-ending injury in the early uh 2010s because right, uh no, um, no. Yeah, so but i digress uh that's i, I don't want to talk about the cults right now please um what, what i'm gonna say is this I think this is the most winnable matchup that the Titans have had in the past four games. Um, you know, I can say as much as I like about Houston because I do think they're a decent team and they shouldn't, I'm not going to say it again. What, what I'm, what I'm going to say is this though, they are very susceptible to the run and Derek Henry has really been finding his form in this win streak. I think Derrick Henry is going to absolutely scorch uh, the playing field in Houston. And it's going to be a pretty convincing win for the Titans. Uh, Definitely the most convincing one that they've had in this stretch. Following that though. And I think you noticed this, but I have to know, I have to mention it right in the only game this week between two teams with above 500 records, the giants take a trip to Seattle to play the Seahawks quite literally the best game of the week. And We would have never expected to say that at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, if you had told me, hey, in week eight, the only matchup between winning teams is going to be Seattle and the New York Giants, I would have said, no way. You are crazy. That cannot be true. Did you know the Seahawks are winning the NFC West right now? Yep. Yeah, that blows my mind. The Seahawks (laughs) can make the playoffs? Man, did they win that trade with Denver. insane. Wow. And I'm going to be totally honest with you right now. I was really debating picking the Seahawks here. And I know it's bad to do this, but like the only reason I didn't pick the Seahawks is so that we would have a difference in our picks. Like, I'm not kidding. I really, truly think either team could win this game. I really do. Um, both teams look good. Gino Smith. Wow. <laughs> like, wow, man, they beat the chargers last week. And so happy I, I have to say, the giants did not look great last week against Jacksonville, but got to give credit where credit is due. I think they had one of the best goal line stops of the season. Did you see the Trevor Lawrence throwing it to Christian Kirk tackling him in the air? To stop it from getting in the end zone I mean I'm what sure a it. great thought for New York it was a great great end of that game a very exciting ending I really enjoyed watching that one but either team could win this game and because of that I'm picking the other team so that we can have a difference in picks
0: and you know what I respect that I think that is that is such a viable reason to do it and it, it's it's great and honestly I'm happy that you're Doing that because I do feel pretty confident that the Seahawks are winning this game. It's kind of surprising to feel confident, particularly since the Giants are on a uh four-game winning streak and have only lost once, that being to the Cowboys, uh, another pretty impressive team. You know, how about that NFC East? I and mean, good lord, all those teams. And
1: in the NFL somehow.
0: Somehow, it's crazy. But ultimately, um I- I- if you look at the Giants, right? They have not won a single game by more than a drop. They only beat the Jags by six. They beat the Ravens by four in a comeback win. Uh, they beat the Packers by five in a comeback win. They beat the Bears by eight. Um, and that was when the Bears, the week after they lost Montgomery for a little bit, they beat the Panthers by only three in week two. And then they only beat the Titans by one point, a team that you and I both believe should not be born two. So are, are the Giants 6-1? and one? Yeah, they're 100% 6-1, and, and they have earned their way to the spot. And actually, even last week was a comeback victory as, you know, they got 10 of their 23 in the fourth quarter. So the, the, the Giants have earned their way here. I'm not trying to completely, you know, disregard what they've done. But Seattle has been impressive. And they've been impressive in these past two weeks in particular They, you know, held the Cardinals to only nine points. And I know that the Cardinals have been really bland this year. But, you know, being able to do that, particularly the week after losing Rashad Penny, I know I really like Kenneth Walker, but that's impressive to me, uh, holding Kyler to only nine. And on top of that, being able to hold Justin Herbert, how they did last week, under 300 yards in the air, picked him off early in the game to really establish that big lead. Kenneth Walker, almost 170 yards on the ground. Like, they were phenomenal last week. Like, that was a beautiful game from the Seattle Seahawks. And I so wish I would have – like, I was so close in that one. That was one of the fun matchups to think about last week. Um, So I'm going with Seattle because they've been more convincing, in my opinion, this season in their seven games comparatively to the Giants, which may seem weird to say given the fact that the Giants do have two more wins. But I think another thing ultimately that gives me Seattle in this favor is that Kenneth Walker is red hot. And this is a team that last week just came up against Travis Etienne, who really hasn't broken out yet in his career, who probably had a breakout game against the Giants, putting up 14 rushes for 114 yards, the best game that he has had all season. So I think, you know, and that isn't against Etienne. I think he's really talented. After you have that performance, against him coming up against i would say a better running back right now than kenneth walker i think the seahawks are going to win this game it's going to be fun but give me seattle uh now we have two games left including the the, you know that it's funny that you mentioned that seattle is at the head of the nfc west because this is an nfc west matchup here between the niners and the rams uh and what I, i i mean i'm going to mention more on it but i feel like i have a pretty strong feeling that one of these teams are going to overtake Seattle pretty soon.
1: Interesting take there, but definitely, definitely a possibility. Um, So yeah, I got the 49ers winning this game. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. Christian McCaffrey is a big part of the reason. Um, Yeah. Looking at this game, looking at this game, surprisingly, the Rams are bad. They are coming off the bye week though interesting thing to know I just don't think the Rams are going to be able to really match up to the 49ers to be honest I don't think either team is great you know both quarterbacks haven't been playing well you know but I just think the 49ers right now are on a hotter streak than the Rams are I think the 49ers defense is really solid I think that's what's going to win them this game Uh, it comes down to the 49ers defense
0: now, when you look in the NFC West, the only team that has a uh, even record with Seattle in the division is San Fran uh, at two and one. I believe San Fran lost to Arizona. I'm trying to see who they lost to in the division to, to make them two and one?
1: I, I I think you're right. I think it was Arizona. I'm I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I mean I've I've been
0: looking, but you know they 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 play Seattle later. They've played the Rams once so and they beat the seahawks you know they beat the hawks they beat the rams oh that's it
1: that's their only they're 2-0 in the division they're 2-0 yeah
0: i don't know oh you know what i misread i misread i read that it was home no so there you go because that's what i was thinking i I was really confused so no the the 49ers have the best record in the division they're 2-0 um but on top of that uh, when they played the Rams a few weeks ago, they won 24-9 to nine at their own home stadium. Pretty confident. Uh, I am very confident that the Niners are going to win. This is the team that I think is going to now win the NFC West. Um, a lot of this is genuinely due to Christian McCaffrey. I am the same boat as you. I think McCaffrey is definitely going to be a difference maker in this matchup, even though he's only been with the team for a little over a week now. But it's also just due to the fact that with McCaffrey, this 49ers offense is pretty unstoppable without thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon IU, George Kittle, and a pretty strong offensive line helmed by Trent Williams. You there's really, it's hard to argue that there's much better in the NFL. If you give them a slightly better quarterback, honestly, you give them Kirk cousins. This is a team that I'd probably be really scratching my head on if they'd win the Super Bowl genuinely. So The Niners are very strong. They're very well-built. These are both talented coaches. But the 49ers have got to win. I mean, McCaffrey is such a huge upgrade. Uh, No offense to Jeff Wilson, but it is an upgrade over Jeff Wilson. And Wilson had a pretty decent game against L.A. last time out. So give me the Niners. Uh, And as you said, we only have one difference this week, so it's not surprising that we're same there. And we finally get to talk about a Monday night game, a really good Monday night game. Uh, Bengals are going to be playing the Browns. Unfortunately, the Browns without Njoku. uh, But, you know, we've already alluded to the fact that we've only had one difference. So let's see what team we favor for in the final matchup of this episode.
1: Both teams have been disappointing this year. There's no doubting that. And of course, it's a divisional matchup. It's going to be a good game. You know, it always is in divisional matchups, but like the Bengals are just better than the Browns, period. That's it. You got Joe Burrow and you got Jamar Chase versus what, Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. That, that's not even a comparable matchup. Um, you know, o- 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 Amari Cooper has actually been having a good year, but, you know, he does not compare to Jamar Chase. We all know that. And on the defensive side, both defenses honestly are not very good, at least as of how they've played as of recent. Mm. But, you know, I think there's room for improvement for both teams. I'm still looking for a good game here. You know, you do have to talk about the Browns running game with Chubb and Hunt. I think that's probably the best duo in the NFL. You could make a case for a couple of others, but, you know, the other one I'm mainly thinking of is at Green Bay, but I yeah. do think that's the best running back duo in the NFL right now, and yeah, overall, I just think the Bengals are a better team. You know, they did make the Super Bowl last year. I think they could possibly win this division if Baltimore crashes in- Burns to be totally honest which very easily could happen um you know Cleveland and Pittsburgh are not winning this division now of course Cleveland I, I'm not going to say his name on here because I don't like him but we all know who Cleveland is getting back in a couple weeks um which could lead to some better play but I don't want to talk about him I think the Bengals are winning this game I just think they're a better team oh you're, you're yeah you're you're talking about week 10 for the Browns right um I know I think it's the week they played the Texans which because I know it was so 11, week 10 or, week
0: 10 or week 11 I, I know you're referring week to week
1: 13 because he was out 11 weeks and then Cleveland has their bye week right. um week 12 so I believe it's week 13 I mean man I hope the tech I'm going to be a Texans fan that week I'm telling you <laughs> I'm a Patriots fan and I'm a fan of whoever is playing the Browns post week 13.
0: Sure. No, I mean, I, I I fully get it. I you know, I think the listeners are referring to. I think he's talented quarterback. I there's not much to say about anything else right now. So I I, league. I I don't I don't really want to go into that end. What I am going to say is this: um, Cincinnati's had a good run defense, right? They've been pretty good there, but as people pointed out, they haven't come up against a guy quite like Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb has been incredible this season, uh, really kind of showing why we've thought he's one of the top backs in the NFL. Um, but ultimately, when I look at this, the, the game comes down to this simply for me, Abby. It's the fact that I feel like this is the most, not the most, I, I think it's probably the best that the passing game has looked for Cincinnati in a, since last season, possibly even better than last season. And the reason I say that is because I remember last season that Tyler Boyd wasn't really getting integrated into the team. And over the past two games, Tyler Boyd has been incredible. T Higgins has been okay. Uh, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have finally really connected this season. They haven't really been great uh, up until the past couple, like they were okay, but you know, putting up 260 yards and four touchdowns in the past few games for Jamar Chase. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Um, I believe Cleveland still may be without uh, Denzel Ward uh, for this game. I think that's a possibility. Um, so I, I don't think that the secondary of Cleveland really stands a chance against the air raid that the Bengals are going to bring him. I think Burrow's going to continue his hot form. Uh, and I think that the Bengals are going to come out on top against the Browns just kind of due to that. So it's unfortunate. The Browns I think are better than the record that they have. They've played relatively well this year, you know, Looking at a couple of their losses, they haven't lost by much, but you know, I, I just think the Bengals are a better team. They're four and one in their past five, and I think the Bengals have finally kind of found that uh form that they found in the second half last year to push them into the Super Bowl. So I think Burrow going to be able to come out on top big for the Bengals as they're finally getting back to the team that I was expecting them to be this season. With that being said, though, Abby, outside of the one game, we are exactly similar this week, which, as I said, I think spells doom. But you know what? It's going to be interesting to see what games we're wrong about. Um, It really, you know, it's it's going to be a fun week, but there wasn't much differences. We'll see how the other weeks go and their differences. Um, But with that being said, it's going to be a very spooky Monday night. Pretty excited for that. Uh, Hope you guys all enjoy your Halloween. Um, And with that being said, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Thank you all so very much for listening. And make sure to continue to watch out here on the podcast as we've been dropping some World Cup episodes. Uh, We're going to be dropping a questions episode this week, as well as other things yet to come. We're really excited about that. Basketball season's around the corner. Going to be excited to talk about that. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Take care and thank you for listening.